the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We're looking at the seven reasons why God became man, and it's found right here in the book of Hebrews, chapter 2. Join us, Truth For Today, with Pastor Emeritus Phil Howard, up next. Heaven, eternity, it's perfection, it's bliss, it's sinlessness. It's cumbersome free. It's troublesome free. Yet God became a man anyway, came down to visit us and redeem us. Seven reasons why are up for discussion today on Truth For Today with Pastor Emeritus Phil Howard from Valley Bible Church in Hercules. We invite you to join us here in the book of Hebrews as we continue our look at these seven reasons. Here's Pastor Phil now with today's broadcast of Truth For Today. He himself likewise partook of the same things that through death he might destroy, and the translation, take the word destroy, he might render inoperative. He did not annihilate the devil, but he rendered him inoperative in the realm of death so that he could destroy the one who has the power of death, that is the devil. He came and he personally wanted to strip Satan of power in the realm of death. And look at what he says. And deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. Now, can the devil kill you? Let's let's check this out. How did the human race start dying. Huh? Satan. He told a lie, and we bought it. And when we ate of the fruit, the race died in a day. Romans 5, 12, we died in Adam. What got Adam to sin? Satan. What was his tactic? To kill him. Destroy them. Who killed Job's ten children? Yeah. Had to get divine permission, but he carried it out. So he exercised. And then what is one of his greatest tactics in the realm of death is fear. The paralyzing power of fear. Uh, who's going to take my life? Threaten a man's life, and you can, you, he'll do anything. But after Jesus came, They killed thousands of us at stakes to lions. And for centuries we were slaughtered and killed because we said with Luther, the body they may kill, but the soul lives still. Go ahead, burn us, chop our heads off, throw us to the lions. We aren't afraid of dying because our founder is in charge of death, has delivered us from death, and we'd rather die for the truth than to be alive for a lie. 
thousands. And early church history, they would marvel that people would sing uh, while they were dying. Many martyrs would refuse to be tied to the stake. Lights or flames, I'm not going anywhere. And they would start singing hymns. And if you would go and visit the catacombs in Rome, when you go down there, this was subterranean. It's where the slaves and where the Christians were buried. Above ground, you have these uh, epitaphs of all the philosophers. Despair, I plunge into an endless night where there is no existence because the Greek mind says you're annihilated at death. You cease to exist. You go in the tombs and you would see a very common inscription, forever alive in Jesus. Uh, one of the most common was a, uh, a lamb in the arm of a shepherd. Or they would have a sail sailing off to heaven. It was defiant of everything above ground. I'm alive forevermore. Jesus Christ, the resurrection and the life. Oh, let me tell you, believer, you just cannot realize the fear that's been removed for us. We say, if I got to die, I'm going to just change addresses. I'm moving from here to there, but I won't cease to exist. I will continue to exist. I will continue to praise the Lamb. Man can only do so much because so what? Burn me? Chew it up by lions? What? I wonder where the Christian shows up that was chewed up by a lion. How do you get a resurrection? Don't worry. God can put it all back together. Like if you're buried at sea, he can put you back together. Just speak the word. Then you come back. He rendered the devil powerless in the realm of death. For he even said in John 8, you shall never see death if you believe in me. And that is there is no entity out there for death. Your best and greatest sight of Christ will be when you die. You will see Christ. The first thing after you take your final breath in this life will be Christ. To live is Christ and to die will be gain. All because he came. All because he changed the cemetery forever. Well, let's keep going. This is too uh, good just to meditate on it, you know. For surely it is not angels that he helps, but he helps the offspring of Abraham. Isn't that interesting? He did not come to help angels. Therefore, he had to be made like his brothers in every respect so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God. I just uh, been reading articles in West County Times where George Miller's just hanging it up after 40 years. I think served 20 terms, trying to get him to do a 21st term. And he said no. So he served for 40 years. Very personable person and uh, uh, very interesting. Had quite a career. Uh, I want to ask you, did George Miller represent you in Congress? I, I saw just this morning that California is enacting in 2015, they will enact 900 new laws. So in about 30 days, you will all be lawless of something. Plastic uh, bags are going to be outlawed. Uh, This is going to be... They didn't say anything about frogs on this one. Uh, Water, the depth that you can uh, try to put a well, 
because of our water table dropping so much, they're setting limits on that. I mean, 900 new laws are coming out. Uh, I don't know how many voted in, back in November. When's the last time your vote made a difference? I don't hear a whole lot of uh, enthusiasm. Do you ever feel like anybody in D.C. represents your point of view? I honestly, I don't know. I know who it is. I hope there's somebody there that, who represents you? Uh, you know, I have to even watch mailing sometimes. They'll get busy here. We've got to get a mailing out. If I hadn't read it before, it's my name's on it. You come to me and say, that's a lousy piece. I said, oh, I didn't even see it. I said, too late. You should have. Why didn't you? You represent that piece. Very seldom will you ever be represented in life by someone who's fair and kind to you. And Christ says, I came in order that, and he's going to develop this theme in the book. We just touch on it. I'm going back uh, and represent you to the Father as a high priest. Let me show you something about the high priest. He had 12 stones he wore as a breastplate. And when the high priest, once a year, on the 14th of Nisan, Yom Kippur, uh, when they would go into the Holy of Holies, symbolically, the 12 tribes were represented by this breastplate. And he sprinkles this blood on the mercy seat. And if that is accepted and he's not killed, it's in essence God is saying, the 12 tribes have been atoned for. And so the high priest has represented the nation and its sin, but with this atoning lamb. When he turns around and he walks back through the inner court, goes to the outer court, and by the time he gets outside to the people, he now represents God to the people. This is God's answer. Your sins have been atoned for another year. Now, Jesus Christ is saying, I came to earth, I suffered, I've died, I've dealt with Satan, and I've gone back to heaven, which is a part of my exaltation. And you can count on this. I will represent you before the Father. And I will represent you on the basis of what I did at the cross. I will take the cross work and say, I died in their place, and you accepted me, so now I represent them before you. You must, you must accept them, because I'm their representative. I'm their intercessor. So I have a representative right now in the third heaven that I never had, ever, none of us. We have not a Levitical priest. We don't have that a fallen sinner with weaknesses that could be bribed, that could be corrupted. I have the perfect God-man who stands as my representative between God and I. Christ represents you and I. He's your representative. Sixth thing he does for us. He bears all of God's wrath against us in himself. And he uses a word here 
Uh, most folks can't even spell it, let alone say it. He's there to make propitiation for the sins of the people. Now, many will read uh, NIV has atonement. Uh, totally misses it. Totally misses it. Because it t- doesn't tell you what the atonement accomplished. There's two concepts with the cross. And we'll look at this on our Wednesday night study. Expiation. Expiation. Propitiation. Let me give you expiation. Uh, you did damages, uh, let's say an accident, car accident. Your insurance settled. Uh, you gave us a check for the repairs and for all the inconvenience. In essence, your offense has been expiated. It's been covered. It's taken care of. All right? The fine's been written. Law number nine was broken. This is the penalty. It's been paid, expiated. But, Over here, imagine you shot my son for an ounce of Coke and on a drug deal that went bad, and now you're asking me, what could I pay you? What could you pay me? What could you pay me? My son is worth $10 billion to me. You coming in here offering some monetary payment? Like it was just a car wreck. This is against me. You stripped me of my only son. I am ticked. I am angry. I want blood revenge. Especially if you lived in the Middle East. Blood for blood. Eye for eye. There is no offering you can give me. There's no money you can give me. I want to kill your son. And then we'll call it even. See how you like that. Sin is personal. Sin isn't just a fine. Number eight commandment. Sin is against a person. A divine person. And the word used to appease his anger and his wrath, the word is this word propitiation. And it means to abate, to satisfy, to quench the anger of the divine person. And only the Son could do it. For you, it means eternity in hell and punishment for which God says you deserve it. You deserve it. You rejected everything I offered. You deserve hell. I have no apologies for hell. None. And if you are ever to escape it, You must find somebody that can quench my anger and my wrath toward your behavior. He said, Jesus came to propitiate the Father. He made the Father give up all desire to sentence you, to judge you. And he was subdued at the cross. And he said, you freed me to save sinners because you satisfied my wrath. You satisfy my wrath. I'm satisfied with the payment. I think of this story. I've told it once before, but it was my brother Paul's middle boy, Marty. He was about six foot, six one by the time he's in 11th grade. Bad grades. And Paul would spank him as a grown boy. Take your spanking. You can't bring in F's on report cards. And us just wink and look the other way. Well, he did it enough times, he got tired of it. Nothing was working. 
and the magnificent uh, gesture my brother made to the boy when he brought back the bad report card. He simply said to Marty, Marty, somebody must pay for these grades. And your dad is tired of spanking you. It's not working. And he hands him the belt. But somebody must pay. And so your dad wants to pay your debt. From now on, you spank me. And give me as many blows as I would give you. Let's make it fair. And the boy broke down in tears. Couldn't touch his dad. Couldn't hurt him. And the grades changed. And the motivation kicked in. And he changed. Exactly, this is what God did at the cross. Somebody's got to pay for your sins. And even if you were on the cross, it'd take a billion years and the debt would still be owed because you've sinned against a holy, righteous God. But what my son did in six hours, I was satisfied. So I cancel all of your hell and give you heaven just because a representative came that can quench my righteous anger. That's what propitiation is. And then he finally says, he came because he himself has suffered when tempted. He is able to help those who are being tempted. Think of it. Have you been poor? He's the only man in the Bible I read that lived in one adult garment all of his adult years. The one his mother made for him. He didn't have a change of clothes. He didn't have money to pay taxes. He robbed the mouth of a fist to pay his taxes. Have you been hated? He was called the child of fornication, son of fornication. His nickname in his neighborhood was Bastard. That's what son of fornication in American truism would say. You're illegitimate. Your mother was a player. You don't even know the source of your origin. To call the son of God that? Or call him the son of a devil? You're you're a demon-possessed man. They said that, Matthew 12. Belial fills you. Belial was the god of flies. You're inhabited by demons from the fly world. This can't be. This can't be the creator. This can't be almighty God who can speak the universe out of existence. And then he says to you and to his people, if you ever get tempted, call on me. I've been there. I've experienced it. And this word is able to help. It means able to respond to the cry for help. I can't hear you. And he said, all you got to do is say, help. Have you ever had a prayer meeting when the only word you could say was, help, help. I cannot articulate what I need, but I'm in dire straits. He said, I went through all that humanity and earth and rejection has so I could become your sympathetic prayer answering God. I know when you're lonely. I know when you're falsely accused. I know when you're called names. I know when you're hated. I know when your daddy's passed away and you're living with a widowed mother. I know what it is to be poor. I know what it is to sleep out at night with no place to lay my head. Call on me. 
Call on me, and I will run to your aid. I've been tempted more than any human being in history has ever been tempted. Are you a woman? I've experienced every womanly temptation. How can it be? He's the God-man. You're a man. You're a teenager. I understand the whole gamut of human trial, testing, seduction, Satan, I've experienced it all that I may be qualified to rescue those that simply cry. Because remember, you're his brother. There's no bully on the block that can outdo Jesus. No bully on the block, including the devil. And he says, I run to the cry of my people. I never offered help for angels, but I'll help my weakest brother, my weakest sister, This is our Savior. This is why he came. This is why he came. That's why you can make it. This is why you can make it. He is our strength. The Psalms say it it all. He is my strength. He is my help. He is my fortress. He is my shield. He's saying, he's my power. He's my protector. He's my prayer answerer. Oh, we give you Jesus. That's what Hebrews is saying. This is why, though he's greater than angels, he stoops lower than angels because he wanted to rescue humanity from all of all the entanglements of sin. And we are the rescued. Should we rejoice? Should we not rejoice for why he came? If you don't have such help in your life, if you have no one to represent you, If you have no one that will run to you when you cry, it means you haven't become his brother yet. And all you have to do to become his brother is want to. And if you want to be related to Christ in a family way, the Bible uses the term, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will become a family member. You will be saved. You'll be saved from your sins, saved from the judgment of God, saved from all the wreckage that sin has brought to the human family. Jesus came to save. He's a Savior God. Santa Claus saves nobody. He just gets fat and keeps you hoping. We got a Jesus that saves, a wonderful Savior. Let us stand and we'll pray. I pray you will, if you have any need, if you have any desire to know this Christ, some of us pastors will wait up in front and we'll be glad to pray with you, share God's word any way we can. We want you to know him. Father, we thank you for Jesus. And though he he was God, he would stoop lower than angels. And then it would come to us in our wreckage, our pain, our fear, our bondage to Satan and hell, and set us free. Oh, what a Savior. Oh, hallelujah. Bless your holy name. As we anticipate a new year, maybe the year Jesus will decide to come. He's coming again. It may be morn, night, or noon, but he will come soon.
I pray, let us be praying, anticipating, and loving him until we see him face to face. In Jesus' name, amen. And this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Our time today spent in God's Word to encourage you to bring you truth for today. If you have questions or comments about our time together, we would invite you to write to us. You can either visit our website and drop us an email, write to us via U.S. mail, or give us a call. Another way to reach out to us with your questions would be to simply record them on your voice memo app on your smartphone and then email that audio to tftquestions at valleybible.org. Our phone number is 855-833-9864. Our website, truthfortodayradio.org. And if you're writing to us, the address is 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. If you have questions about the ministry of Truth For Today and how we are funded to air on this radio station, we would love to talk with you. We are listener-supported, quite simply, and no gift is too small, no gift is too large. Whether it's a one-time gift or a monthly gift, it all goes back into the radio ministry, ensuring that it airs on this radio station. So would you consider that as you reach out to us here at Truth For Today? One other note as we close out our time together today, if this broadcast and this ministry encourages you in your walk with Christ, and you happen to be looking for a church that does just that, we would invite you to contact valleybible.org. Pastor Phil is Pastor Emeritus at Valley Bible Church in Hercules, and while he is no longer in the pulpit, we are still very much a part of this church body. And we would invite you to come and join us for worship. For more information, again, valleybible.org or call 855-833-9864. And then we invite you to come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Blessed be the name.